0: Conversational Commerce, the podcast where we break down the biggest industry news and trends by talking shop with the retail dive team, thought leaders, and executives. We're midway through the holiday season now that Black Friday and Cyber Monday have passed, but the lessons we learned during that shopping peak tell us a lot about what to expect through the end of the year. In the aftermath of a record $6.6 billion Cyber Monday, which stretched sales throughout the entire week, I called up my colleague Laura Heller, who is our senior editor in Chicago, to talk through what surprised us. On the show this time around, we'll dive into what went well, and not so well for the big players, and what trends stood out most. Here's a quick hint, those that have invested in mobile rocked it. Those that relied on stores, well, we'll get to that. If you haven't caught up on our holiday trends pieces yet, take a minute to subscribe to our free weekly holiday newsletter. Just go to RetailDive.com slash holiday, drop us your email address, and you'll be covered on holiday news and trends through the end of the year. All right, here's our show. Laura, welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's been a week now since Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday. Um, how was it on your end?
1: It was a really well orchestrated event on Friday. I was amazed by how things really went along as planned. There were a few glitches, but not too many.
0: Are you talking about Macy's with the glitches or elsewhere?
1: Macy's with the glitches. Macy's does seem
0: to
1: um, step in it a little bit every season, but they recovered. It looks as though they've got some real good strength going into this December.
0: I have to say I did a vast majority of my shopping from my couch. (laughs) Um, I did not bear the crowds this year. How about you?
1: I did not bear the crowds this year either. Uh, It's unusual for me to leave the computer on Black Friday. I'm monitoring all of the reports that we get in. And um, thank you to those of you who provide uh, data intelligence on those days. You really make our jobs a lot easier. It's amazing now we can get things in real time and see how businesses are performing as things are happening on the ground.
0: And now a week later, I think now that all of those days have passed, we can come up for air and digest a little bit more what we were seeing during that period. And it seems like so far really healthy overall growth for most retailers. And I think that tells us a lot about what we're going to see the rest of the month in December.
1: It really does. But, you know, there's one thing we, we published a report, uh, last week, you know, what's next for holiday. And I, I think that there were some pretty good points brought up in that. It's always good to expect the unexpected, right? We do not know what's going on in the world, um, on, at any given moment, what could happen. And, and so as, as much as everything seems to be proceeding as planned and the holidays are quite happy thus far for many, many retailers, uh, there, there's always this like waiting for a shoe to drop. And, you know, I, I am half holding my breath.
0: <laughs> so we've done, as you mentioned, a, a couple initial stories on what we saw, our takeaways from Black Friday and Cyber Week so far. But I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into that in particular talk about mobile um, and the explosive growth we saw there, as well as some of the promotions too. But first, let's start with doing a wrap-up of how the big players did. Um, And no better place to start than with Amazon, right? So, I mean, Amazon clearly dominated sales. We published a report showing that 55% of Black Friday sales, online sales, were going to Amazon, which I think just solidifies a lot of what we already know about Amazon's dominance online.
1: I I would expect nothing less. Uh, You know, every year I'm sort of gobsmacked by the market share they take and the growth that they report. But let's keep in mind, all of this is self-reported. We don't have anything to back it up. Um, and they're not releasing specific numbers. They like to give us a lot of, um, you know, how many Echo devices were sold, and, you know, if you put this, this, and this end-to-end, it would circumvent the globe however many number of times. Uh, And so, you know, I I, I take all of that with a grain of salt, right? You know, Amazon's job is to promote Amazon. So, you know, it's our job to start to look at other places to find find the data. And, you know, while it looks on the surface that they have captured an extraordinary amount of traffic. Um, I'm not quite sure to, you know, I'm not quite ready to seed to that win to them.
0: I think most of what we know via Amazon is that Cyber Monday was better for them than Prime Day, which is something, but not much in terms of actual sales numbers. If that's true.
1: And, you know, I think to me, the bigger story is not that Amazon did great? We expect Amazon to do great. It's that that the legacy retailers and the stalwarts, after several years of putting building blocks into place, finally seem to be standing on firmer ground in competing with amazon
0: I, I think the other thing for me when it comes to Amazon is I was really curious what we were going to see in terms of voice. you know we already know that amazon you know, dominates the voice-activated smart speaker market. Um, And it was really aggressively pricing Echo and the Echo Dot speakers. Um, But I'm I'm curious. I didn't see a lot, actually, on whether people were doing a lot of ordering off of Alexa.
1: We haven't seen that yet. And I don't know when we will in terms of reporting results on that. Uh, It's still really early. The data is not in. I fully expect voice to, to begin to take root in the way customers shop and order. Um, but I'm just as curious as the rest of, of you as to, to when it's going to take off.
0: Yeah, and, and Google's coming in too is with competition, right? They were cutting their prices on the Google Home by a lot as well. The other big surprise to me was Target. Um, we had some data coming in that was showing 44% growth on Cyber Week compared to last year, which was above growth at Walmart, Amazon, and Best Buy, which is just interesting to note, right? They're coming from a deeper hole, um, but that was some healthy growth there. It sure was. And bravo to Target, who likewise
1: with the rest of the legacy brands have really spent a good deal of time, you know, methodically and thoughtfully and carefully um, plotting a course to holiday and putting all of the pieces into place. This growth is much needed for them. They were in a place where they could chart bigger growth because it hadn't been as great as, as some of the other retailers in the years past. They get to take a bow on this, I think.
0: Yep. And how about Walmart? I mean, I think we're seeing some healthy things and all their strategies coming to line, too. But what was your big takeaway from Walmart?
1: I mean, Walmart's right up there with Amazon. You know, this is exactly what they had planned for and wanted to happen. Is that You know, Amazon and Walmart are the two big guys duking it out. They are reaping the rewards of the policies and the procedures and the technology they've put into place in the last year. And, you know, getting a lot of traction very quickly from the Jet acquisition and the addition of Mark Moore to their executive ranks.
0: The other thing I thought was interesting was that now Walmart owned ModCloth made a bold move in line with REI and decided to shutter on Black Friday. And I thought it was interesting, right, because you're just seeing this divergence of strategies. We would never expect Walmart to close on Black Friday. They can't afford to do that. But they're allowing they're up some of their other brands to follow kind of their own brand ethos um and keep that intact.
1: They are and it's a it's a brand aimed at a younger shopper and You know, this is a a customer that appreciates the, the social consciousness and, you know, that is playing into that. You know, at the same time, they, they follow that move up with something that's more typical of the old school Walmart, which is they're going to be bringing, um, some benefits and, um, Pay more in line with the old, the larger corporate culture and and taking that away from some of these new young brands that they have purchased there's you know two steps forward one step back a little bit in the in terms of managing these new properties
0: I want to move on to department stores too you touched on Macy's what what did you see so far this year that indicated any you know positives or negatives for department stores
1: you know Macy's with the announcement after Black Friday weekend that they were going to be hiring 7,000 more, um, employees to, to work, uh, for the season, I think, you know, was a really good ind- indication that Macy's is seeing strong traffic and needs to, um, meet that demand. I am very skeptical about the future of department stores in general, um, Macy's specifically, um, but hopeful and, and, you know, they have, like all of, Retailers put a lot of pieces into place, and you know we'll see when they start reporting. But you know, just the hiring numbers bodes well for them.
0: Absolutely, we reported on some initial in-store traffic numbers that showed traffic, you know, clearly going down on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Um, But I'm eager to hear, you know, what was going online and things like that. And I think we haven't necessarily heard a lot about that yet. But you know, hopefully, we'll see that coming into the December holidays too.
1: And you know. Don't laugh. But you know, the weather plays a big role in the season. Um, You know, (laughs) when I read consumer stories, you know, people are like, Oh, are they really blaming the weather? Yeah, yes, they are really blaming the weather.
0: (laughs) Is that just a cop out? Or is that a real reason? It's hard to know. Sometimes,
1: I believe I'm I'm on board with this being the real reason, right? If there's something else to blame, they're going to blame it. But you know, right now, we're seeing some mild weather across the country. Uh You know, I'm here in Chicago where it's normally not a nice time of year. And this weekend we had sunny days with 50-something degree temperatures. And if you could walk down Michigan Avenue, you were lucky. I mean, it was crowded. Everybody is out. And so I think people are feeling optimistic and festive, and they are going out to physical stores uh when they have the moment to do so. And that's something Macy's will really benefit from. I I firmly believe that, you know, a lot of the things that retailers have done to make the in store experience better are going to be paying off. When customers show up, they will have a better shopping experience than they have in years past. And this is something that will reverberate throughout the year.
0: What about off price? Um, Are are consumers showing up to those stores? You know, it's, I didn't mean to laugh, but, you know, we don't know about off price. We haven't seen very
1: much reporting done on this um, from either the analytics. And or self-ported information from the big companies: Ross Dress for Less, uh, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods. Uh, you know, this isn't online is not where they shine, right? They do not sell online. This is not an experience that they can replicate well. So, you know, the the in-store sales numbers have not come out, and we don't know what foot traffic was like at these outlets.
0: So given what we've seen so far, who do you think is on the best track? Uh, you
1: know, the winners on this are are pretty interesting, and Best Buy comes up at the top of that list. Best Buy has done a, a really good job of creating both a differentiated in-store experience and something of a seamless price-matching program that will um, keep people from buying elsewhere while using their stores as showrooms.
0: I was also impressed with how Best Buy did on social media. Uh, we reported on a couple of data points that showed that they were tagged in the most tweets that categorized them as very positive. And I thought it was interesting because when you looked at the branding and the language of all of their advertisements and their deals for the week, um, they really were moving away from pushing a sense of urgency and really trying to convey to customers, here's how we can make this a really convenient experience for you here. Is what we can do for you in terms of financing or delivery options and that was an interesting thing to see from them
1: it was really needed i mean there is no more commoditized of a category than electronics right and so for best buy to create this better experience and keep people from being panicked that they're going to lose something because the low price is only now and you know they they can't get it elsewhere i think was you know pretty smart and shoppers are really responding. And they're going in and they're consulting with people and they're having a better experience in the store without feeling that used car salesman pressure of buy this 50 inch TV right now or you'll miss it.
0: So a couple trends I wanna hit on. I think one of the big ones that we were looking at before the Black Friday week was the anti-Black Friday movement, which has really been growing um, over the last couple of years. What did you see actually turn out on Friday?
1: You know, and Friday, I participated in the anti-Black Friday movement where I was, I, there was an opt outside, um, day at the state park near our home in Indiana. And so they were hosting hikes and, um, nature walks and, you know, chats with rangers. And it was, um, well attended. Again, we had mild weather here in the Midwest and it was sunny and nice and people really did opt to be outside and, and that is partnered with the fact that, you know, most people can still shop online for the other things that they want, even if they're on a hike.
0: I was going to say, you know, usually hiking in Illinois in late November is not a wise idea. <laughs> this year seems to be a bit different.
1: <laughs> it's a bit different. And, you know, to their credit, they had it set up with, you know, here's this bonfire area and, you know, gout around and we will talk to you about, there you, go. To, you know, tap the trees for maple syrup. Um, So, you know, th- there was some of that going on and, you know. Like I said, weather is real. They're not just blaming it.
0: And I think, you know, what we saw with Modcloth and REI is that the retailers that are choosing to opt outside or, you know, give their employees the day off, it's really integrated with their brand ethos and the consumers that shop with them are consumers that you know, have that kind of quality in uh, in common with them. So I think, you know, it makes sense for some retailers, but it doesn't make sense for, you know, obviously the big box players that we were reporting on.
1: Of course, it has to be authentic and it has to fit your brand image. Otherwise it falls flat and consumers, you know, it, there's a backlash, right? You know, it does the actual opposite of what you've intended.
0: So we would be remiss to not talk about mobile on this podcast because it was so explosive over the last, week or so, um, you know, mobile, we were seeing stats coming from Adobe drove, you know, almost 55% of visits and almost 40% of digital revenue, which is just, you know, a, a big chunk of that digital sales. So that was interesting to me to see that, especially, you know, thinking about how more millennials and Gen Z and what are the behaviors of these younger generations as they're participating in these holidays.
1: This was mobile's moment to shine. Finally, right, after years and years of hearing about how, you know, mobile is the thing, retailers must be mobile first, maybe mobile only, get an app, don't get an app, whatever the case may be, finally shoppers hit buy on their phones. The conversion rates are showing that, and I think that retailers really uh, are going to benefit from a lot of sales that otherwise would have gotten lost in that moment between, well, I'm browsing on mobile, but I'm going to have to switch to my computer to to finish this transaction, um, that stuff is not not is no longer lost in the ether. I I think that that is a real win for everybody.
0: The other big takeaway for me um, was definitely the fact that there is not necessarily a cyber Monday, although we might still refer to it as cyber Monday. It's really cyber every day, um, going from before Thanksgiving to well after. We saw Target and Walmart and Amazon, you know, all extend their promotions to the Saturday after Cyber Monday. Um, so I want to talk about promotions and discounting a little bit. Um, what What was your immediate takeaway from what you saw?
1: I really didn't feel like things were too heavily discounted. I thought everything seemed very measured and reasonable. Um, one of the reports I, I received was from Boomerang Commerce where they noted that Many of these deals were the same prices that retailers had been running for the two weeks, three weeks leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. And I think that that, the message for for consumers right now and that they're really getting is that, you know, if you want something, um, do your due diligence. This is a patient pricing model at the moment. Everything is just very measured.
0: Absolutely. I think we're seeing that sense of urgency really doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, for the most. It's a little shocking. Like I'm a little stunned by that. And I did a couple of searches on products that I had been interested in, and I wasn't blown away by any discounts on those. And so to me, that just tells me um, if I want it, I should probably get it at this price. And later on, I can utilize or leverage a price matching program if I need to.
0: I think that'll be interesting, especially going into the, the rest of December, right? We still have about eight of the 10 busiest shopping days left, including Super Saturday, which this year is the day before Christmas Eve. So, you know, if, if, you didn't, if you missed that sale on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, there's still hope for consumers that might still be able to get the same deals that they could have gotten at the same price points.
1: Oh, sure. And retailers are, you know, really right now kind of releasing these new 12 days of Christmas deals Um and different retailers have different programs. And, you know, what happens on Super Saturday is going to be kind of unusual because that is also a travel weekend for a lot of people because Christmas falls on a Monday and it's the first time it's been on a Monday in, I believe, 11 years so we don't have really good historical information about how that kind of a long weekend is going to track.
0: So before we hop off, um, you know, I think we learned a lot over the last week or so about what retailers are doing well and what they can improve on. What do you expect to see over the next couple of weeks before Christmas?
1: I expect the unexpected. You know, we we don't know what's going to be going on in the world, and every single day we have national news or international news that affects the mood and the stock market of the nation. And those, to me, are the biggest ifs in in all of this. I, I, you know, not to be like conspiracy theorist or very you know doom <laughs> and gloom, but you know, I I think that the world is in a very sensitive place, and I think this. Speed at which information is circulated, whether it be true or not, can damage the holiday sales season. Um, But at the moment, you know, this is really the happiest holidays I've reported on in many, many, many years.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess we'll see exactly what pans out over the next couple of weeks. So thanks so much for coming back on the show, Laura.
1: Thank
0: you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Conversational Commerce. For all the latest updates on industry news, analysis, and trends, subscribe to our free daily newsletter at RetailDive.com. To get the inside scoop on everything holiday, also subscribe to our weekly holiday newsletter at RetailDive.com holiday. And don't worry, conversational commerce isn't going anywhere after the new year. While I'm no psychic, retail futurist Doug Stevens tries his best to be. I'll have him on the show next time to talk through predictions for the trends that will define 2018. We'll also be kicking off the year recording live from NRF's big show in January. If you'll be there too, shoot us an email or tweet at us at Retail Dive. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Corinne Ruff, and this was Conversational Commerce.